Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. A podcast where we share with you great insights about everything family from over 30 years of parenting seven kids and over a decade of equipping parents through our Crazy Cool Family ministry. So let us inspire and equip you to build your best family. Hey, all you crazy cool families out there, parents, welcome to season six. We are talking about relationships, and we just thought it would be really fun to have Molly and Madeline um, join us today, and we're going to just talk about that mother-son relationship, the the relationship that, that women have raising men, raising mighty men of God. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so as we talk about little boys, I just wanted to share just briefly in my journey along the way of raising boys, and I can't remember exactly when it was, but I remember being, I remember realizing I do not have what it takes as a female to raise a male, in that I do not have the, um, the experience base, the um, the knowledge of what it means to be a boy. <laughs> I don't think like a boy. I don't act like a boy. And when my little boys were acting like and thinking like boys, I did not know what to do with them. And I just remember the Lord very distinctly saying that it takes a man to raise a man. Mm. That we have to have it. We have to have the influence of men and our men and our little men's lives. And the scripture of Proverbs twenty seven seventeen is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And while I know that applies to us as women that we sharpen each other, um, it really it really meant to me. Oh, I need. I feel like the Lord said you need men in your life to sharpen your sons. And so part of that is my husband. Part of that's coaches, teachers, mentors, accountability partners. And so that's kind of what I learned as I was raising my boys. I could be a lot of things for my boys, but I mm-hmm. couldn't turn them into men. Mm-hmm. And I did and one more thing before I hand it over to you guys. I know that the my daughters, Molly Mal and Mason McKenzie, the four the four sisters to my boys, helped them become conscientious. Um, noticing, courteous, kind, helpful men. But y'all didn't necessarily, I mean, y'all helped them be tough too. I remember y'all saying, (laughs) you're being a wimp. Don't cry about that. And so anyway, okay, so talk to me a little bit, girls. What's what's been your experience raising a man? Uh, Do you want to go first? Nope. I always do this to me. (laughs) Um... I don't really know what I'm going to say, so this could be really bad. It just come out. Uh, but this is Molly. That's the best, though. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, this is Molly, and I have Sebastian um, Bash, and he will be five in, like, two months, I guess, April. And he, and then I'm pregnant with a, another little boy. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, where I'm at, I guess. And I don't really have, like, what I – what's different but he is super emotional like he so my husband is one of the I don't know if I would say lucky but God given just steady as a rock and Bash and I are not and so it's been interesting to like partner with Damien in that sense because I do think that the mom brings a more relational aspect that's um, good 
to the table uh, than the dad does, and I think that that's God-given. Um, and so for us, at least, the relational aspect goes a little bit farther because Bash is emotional like me. And so a conversation that Damien and I have a lot right now is I always – just tell Damien, I'm like, well, did you think about his day? He had like a hard day at school and <laughs> I think he's probably pretty hungry and I already told him no a lot today. So like maybe don't get on to him. And Damien is just like, he's manipulating you. He's, <laughs> he is smart. Like he can't be super smart and know all his ABCs and counts 100 and also not be super smart and not know how to not get in trouble, you know? And so, um, <laughs> or get what he wants from you. Wants. Yeah. And so I think for us, it's just, We've just been trying to, like, if you have an emotional son, I don't know, maybe your husband is more emotional and you are not, but just kind of calling it out and acknowledging it that their actions might be more dictated by their emotions than by the, like, truly what's happening in that moment. Um, And then how do you then, because you can't just let them run all over you. So that's kind of been our, like, where we're at a little bit is that Bash is just super emotional and he just cries immediately or he feels really embarrassed or (laughs) he takes it really hard and he'll come run to me. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at, at least with Bash. And so I love that. So you, so as mamas, we get our sons, we get them. And one of the things I wanted to highlight that you said, Molly, is that we are relational. As females, we are wired to be more relational. I mean, it's, and it's no small thing that we are given small men, <laughs> you know, that yeah. they are, they are tiny newborns and they grow up and that we get to relate to them. It's almost like we get to teach them how to be relational. Right. But I do think the part that you said that I want to bring out as well is that Damien, he's got Bash's number. Our husbands have oh, yeah. our son's number. They know. <laughs> I mean, just like, just like we have our daughter's numbers and mm-hmm. we know, Oh honey, you're being so, you're being so <laughs> manipulated right now. I mean, so it's the same thing. So I just want to open up the concept and the idea to ask your husband for help yeah. and to listen. And, and when he gives it. you advice, exactly respect it and honor it because he's coming from a male perspective that we as females just do not have. <laughs> Yeah, Damien's always like, wow, babe, you're so nice. (laughs) Bash, you have such a nice mom. And it's very simple things. Like, it's not like I'm just over the top because I'm pretty, like, just a little bit, I don't know, I just feel like I'm kind of like, get over yourself. But Damien just always, you're so nice to him. (laughs) We always laugh about Truett is my five-year-old and he wants to be a professional sports player. And my husband and I always laugh about how, like they always, the professional sports players always give their moms a shout out. They never say, thank you, dad. We love you, dad. They're like, mom, I'm buying you a house. I love you, mom. I love you. You're my must mom, you know? And then we think, I'm like, that's so valuable. It's so funny to us. We're like, the dads are actually who are out there coaching them, training them, raising them, like Doing being all these the drills. Yeah, yeah. Teaching them to be tough and, the, and a man and get over the loss. Yeah, and the moms just like love them. Yeah. And then that's what like their the little boys' hearts are just for their mamas at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, something we're learning is raising the little boy. One, we both have little boys, and so yeah. I don't have no idea what it's gonna like. Mom, you can talk about maybe in another podcast yeah. <laughs> raising older boys, but okay. I feel I just to let everyone out there know I feel very. Like it's going to like not, I don't feel equipped yet on what it's going to be like to raise a 11, 12, 13 year old boy in this current world. world. You know, I don't underestimate because you raised your brothers. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we raised them 20 years ago or 10 years ago. It just feels, Uh, I feel like all I can contribute to that is I just told Maddox, don't cuss. It's not cool. (laughs) That's that's my only thing. I'll take We told them not to wear this like red on red or blue on blue. Like don't wear the same, don't Don't like change your shirt from your top. shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, but something we're learning about is I have two, I have a son and then two daughters and I'm working on training him at, and then Truett is at home with me. So they're all three at home with me and I'm homeschooling them, but just working on training him what it looks like to be a man in the context of a woman, mm. how to open the door for them and serve them and take care of them. And so working to empower him of like, Hey, Juliet, my youngest climbs on everything. She's stuck on the coffee table. Can you go get her <laughs> down for me? Or, hey, will you take Everly's laundry to the washing machine and serve her? Or, hey, whenever we like get ready for bed, they all they like run to the bathroom and we always let Everly go first because she's the girl. Mm-hmm. And and so just like working on teaching him as manners as a male. manners as a male, Courtesy open the door, serve the girls. You are a guy. Like just kind of letting him know some different like roles to like honor and serve. And then also some common sense things. Like if he walks into a room looking for something and it's right in front of his eyes and he comes out and says, mom, I can't find it. Then we go back in there and I say, yes, you can. I see it. I want you to find it. There's just some things that I think that we like joke about with like man, the the men that like as a mom, you actually have the opportunity to like teach, teach them. Like you might have to move something. Yeah. 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 Versus it's, it's emasculating to tell your husband that, but you can train your sons in that. (laughs) Yeah. Or including him in cooking. I'm like, every like we're like, it was whatever, making a chicken the other day and we were taking out the, the, what are the gross parts called? The gizzards. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm like, get your hand in there and take it out. This is grossing me out. You know? And so he's like getting his hand in there and taking it out and then putting salt and pepper on it, teaching him a little bit how to cook, just like including him maybe in some roles that Mm -hmm. are like not manly roles or just teaching him how to be like a courteous, kind man. Well, and so one of the things that makes me think about that for two is how do we teach our sons to to be brave, strong men is one of the easiest, best ways is any bug that comes into your house. (laughs) You have to teach them. And the other day I was talking to Sebastian and he's like, I am very scared of cockroaches, but it's my fault. I take the blame. I am terrified you tra- of them. She I trained him to be scared of cockroaches. And I was like, here's the deal, buddy. I mean, right now you're on, you're almost five, and so you can be scared of cockroaches. But, but when you're six and seven, you're going to have to be the brave one, and you're going to have to kill them. True, because yes. I don't want to. And yeah. I'm like, yes, but they're not. And so, but that was Michael with spiders. Michael yeah, was terrified of spiders, spiders. And I was like, buddy, I'm you You have to kill the spiders. You're going to be the man of your house yeah. someday. You're going to have a, a wife and a bunch of little girls, and none of, <laughs> none of them are going to kill the spider. You you have to kill the spider. And so that's one of the great, I love that, Madeline, all the different things you're teaching. Yeah, the small things. It's just a way way as a mom in your home, if you're like, how do I raise a man to be strong and mighty? You don't necessarily, that can be the dad's role and you can empower them to be strong and mighty, but you can raise them to be someone who is conscientious and kind and a servant hearted. Yeah, you can raise them to be a holistic man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and too, like with the bug thing, Bash brought it back up in the car on the way home because that's also very (laughs) Sebastian. He remembers everything and has multiple follow up questions to clarify. And now how do I have to be mom when I kill (laughs) how many more days until I'm seven and I have to kill a cockroach? I was like, oh gosh, dude ask pops that math. But um, mom actually taught us this, and in, I don't even know if she taught us this with our brothers or if she actually taught us this in counseling us with our husbands, but it's it's like make them feel like the hero. Get them on your team. Bash's little d- demeanor changes completely when I say to him, go do your laundry. I I'm I need you to go do it. I've asked you to do it 100 times. Go, go sort your laundry and put all your socks in the right place. He doesn't want to do it. But when I say, we have 20 minutes till dad gets home, we're going to set a timer. We've, I've been trying to put this laundry all day 
up and I just can't do it without you. I need you to be my helper. He's like, okay, and then, you know, we'll do it. Or it's like, let me race. I'll do my laundry. You do your own laundry. Or, oh, my gosh, Patch, I cannot kill that bug. Be my hero, you yeah. know, like <laughs> step in and take care of it for me. And for some reason that, I mean, that, the littlest things, like it changes their, like, they're, they're made to like take care of and protect exactly and so it's if you call that in out them. in them with even the littlest things it seems like they're more on board than just to be nagged which yeah. no man or any human <laughs> but especially men want to be nagged yeah I think that that's great and I do think that it's that is a hard line to walk as a mom because we are the protector of our children and so to give up that role if you will <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the small boy is very powerful, mm. very, very good. Okay, so I have a question for you. What has been the hardest thing about raising a son? What, what do you find that's been hard? <laughs> for, I, mean, I mean, I remember for me when they were small is their energy didn't match my energy, and they could literally lap the house. And I had four little girls first, and y'all didn't do that. <laughs> Y'all would, y'all would be in the kitchen with me or y'all would sit down and color with yeah, me. I mean, yeah. and it was radically different than the little boys. They've just got a, an, a, a radically different energy. Yes. So that was hard for me. What's, what's been hard? Um, for me, probably just like diving into the things that excite him. <laughs> like, so for true, yeah. he is obsessed with sports. And so this year I've like made it a point to know the sports teams, all the football teams that he knows and know their coaches and know some of their players to like the rules of the game to like to be able to converse with (laughs) him about like, he's like the chargers, this, or what do you think about the 49ers defense? He's like asking me these kind of questions, you know, (laughs) he's like, you know, they're looking really good. I never, I never did that. He's like this. He's like asking me like, do you think that like, like seriously, who do you think you think the Ravens are going to be in the Super Bowl? Yes or no, mom. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the Ravens. I don't know anything about the Ravens, you know, but he's, we're talking about it and I made it a point to learn the things he's interested about, but that's been hard for me because for my girls, they're interested in babies and, and they're asking me about cooking and kitchen and cleaning and like all the things that I'm just like normally doing. Like my daughter Everly just wants to make sourdough bread with me every day <laughs> and true, it could care like less done. about true, Yeah. True, I'm like, already doing that. football great. outside, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so just making it a, a point to, it's been hard to like, enjoy the things that he enjoys naturally but it's been worth it when I do when I go out there and like okay let's run routes I'm gonna google some (laughs) football routes and you're gonna run them and I'm gonna throw you the ball you know well and it worked out really nicely because when Truett first joined the family he was obsessed with basketball and Madeline was actually I mean I've got newcomer of the year one year playing basketball so she actually knows how to do basketball and so that was fun but um when she switched to football you've had to up your game (laughs) soccer I know nothing about and so we're trying to delay knowing a lot about soccer at this point he's such a good soccer player though like that one too that's been hard is knowing his interest and then also like taking the time to pursue them yeah because they're not the things like relationally it feels harder because it's not the thing that I would naturally go to or think about or want to even necessarily know about but it's valuable (laughs) for me in him relationally for me to have that like place to know to be able to know him in that little space yeah it's good I I only have a son and I'm only gonna have another son so I don't I think I mean I I get the privilege of being pretty close to watching Evie and Jules and you know Sayla and Alice and have a lot of nieces built in comparison yeah built in comparison a little bit and and I'm grateful for that because even when when Malin was talking about taking care of Evie you know we see them we try to see them pretty frequently but 
Bash doesn't have a girl in his life. And so when for the first day, Bash is like pretty rude to Evie or just non-existent to her. And then after he's with her, he's like, oh, this is how I treat a girl. So I'm grateful for that. But so I'm trying to think about the hardest because it's kind of all I know. Um, but I think for me, it's and it kind of it goes into a question that we might talk about later, but it's like the long term thought process. That's that's how I I'm wired. I think pretty long term about things in life. And like a lot of times, Damien will be like, I know you're taking this moment to five years from now, but we're not living this. <laughs> so even like when Dave hasn't given you what you need yet yeah, for that. Yeah, but even like I'll say sometimes to Damien, I'll say like if you continue to do that, it's going to affect your relationship long-term. And David was like, thank you for that insight, but let's just be four years old, you know? And so I think the hardest thing for me is, is kind of what mom said earlier is I, I am a girl. So I felt the struggles of the world as a girl. I see the struggles of the world as a girl. I serve, you know, with student girls, I have sisters and I, I can like, rein that in you know I can I can add wisdom I can add revelation to the aspects of being a godly woman but when it comes to being a boy or a man it's like is there going to be a lack you know like is there going to be something that he's going to miss out on or he's not going to fully understand or he's going to be unprepared for or even just like coming up in moments right now where I'm like I have nowhere to go in this conversation I have nowhere to go I don't know how to handle this I know how I would handle it for me but maybe that's not the best thing for him and so it's only hard if you don't let the Holy Spirit give you discernment or it's only hard if you're like at the end of your rope and you're just trying to act out of your own parenting. Um, but I think for me, it's just like this long-term burden isn't the right word, but just this long-term like carrying of raising a man and that I am a woman (laughs) and I have Damien and I have dad and he has a lot of on, I mean, all his uncles he's obsessed with, but you know, it starts in the home and it starts with the person that's primarily with him and that's me. So it's like, well, and you, I mean, and it's, I mean, once again, I go back to, it's no small thing. God intentionally put the female in the male's life at the beginning of their life to right. put those things in there that need to be put in there because he's going to, he's going to learn how to be a man from forever forward. <laughs> yeah. So for those first, you know, 10 years that you get him, that you have him, you know, really the first five years, because if you put him into the school system, right. then the school system, you know, then he's going to start, you know, being, you know, connected to other little boys. And yeah. so, but what I feel like what you're getting to Molly is the raising a mighty man of God, yeah. raising a kingdom leader. How does a female raise a kingdom leader? And so that's what I want to ask you next is where do you guys see God working in your son? I think one thing for us is Bash, and Bash has just like been a little um, discontent, and I think it happened kind of around Christmas, and then it just kind of snowballed after that, but just nothing is enough, you know, like he just gets one thing, and then he wants the other thing, or he sees something, and then he wants all of that thing, or he wants 30 more minutes on the iPad, or five more minutes to go to bed, or, you know, and then he'll say things like, you're not a fun mom, or you always say no, you know, and I know that's very developmental, and we work through it, but probably since August, we've just been praying for like a content and grateful heart, you know, he has an incredible life, you know, he literally has an incredible life, and and he has contentment from God, you know? So so I think that's, like, one thing we've been praying for him. And then the other thing is just that he would have, um, like, a curiosity about the things of God. Oh, yeah. I can't really expect him to just – I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, expect him to just be like, oh, my gosh, I love everything about Jesus. I want to be – show me more, you know? He – 
he's like a little homebody and doesn't like to go to school or church, but I just want him to like have a curiosity for the things of God. And those things are happening. And it's so fun to like see, I don't even remember what we were talking about the other day, but I did was not prompted. And he was talking about like the cars characters and how there's new cars characters and he doesn't have those cars. In the movies, in cars. the movies, cars, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that that is true. There's a lot of new, they always make new movies. They always make <laughs> a lot. And he was like, it's all about I the money, do, son. Yeah. He was like, but I do have like six. Who's the main guy in it? In the main, yeah. He was like, but I do have like six Lightning McQueens, like one blue one, one changing color one, one black one, one red one. And I was like, yes, you do. And that is a grateful heart. And I love that grateful heart. And God honors that grateful heart. And you know what? Your birthday's coming up. So if you want to put more Lightning McQueen cars on your birthday list, I think that's a great thing to do. You know and. So I just, I think like for me, something I've really learned in like the development, and I think this goes for a boy or a girl, but especially from as a mom, as a boy, where I just feel like I don't know what to do, just ask God for it, you know, just take it to God and just be like, okay, I see this deficit in him or I see this growth opportunity in him. Help me be, that's some, a prayer that Damien and I decided to pray is like, God, show us how to be creative to parent your child. I mean, yes, God created yes, him. He gave yes. him to us to steward. He is part of our DNA. We relate to him in that way. But so many times Damien and I look up and we're like, that, is that you? Is that me? <laughs> who do I blame that <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, what, what is that? But <laughs> who, just, who gets credit for <laughs> yeah, that? But just to give us a creativity to see like what Vash needs in that moment from the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we've been doing. And it's just so fun when they, and even they get it, you know, when it clicks and they're like, oh. And it takes a while. I mean, and I love what you said. That was August. Well, you're praying about it and then you're giving opportunities to show it and then you're using your words to affirm it. And so it's not a, it's not a one punch deal. It's several. wish. Come at it from all (laughs) different directions. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mads? Um, I forgot the question. Okay, yeah. It says, where do you see God working in Truett's life, in your son's life? Okay. Um, I I agree with the, like, hunger for things of God. Uh, I kind of used to feel intimidated by that in the sense of, like, how do you get them to want mm-hmm. to know and love God, you know, more than, like, to want to play on their technology or to more than they want to know about whatever, dinosaurs right. or sports or whatever. And I, um, the Lord told me, well, he was like, well, it's kind of just based off of how much you want me and how mm-hmm. much you yeah, like, how much you desire me as like an actual desire. And so making things like talking about like, we'll like, we'll read Bible stories together and we'll ask like little questions at the end. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. Noah was feeling when God told him to do this and God asked him to obey and that was really hard and it felt really weird. And so, but, and I, and I will say something, a revelation that I'll get from their little Jesus story Bible or whatever. I'll say like, wow, I would feel like really scared to obey God and build a big ark like that. Mm-hmm. But when we were on the other side of it and we were like living in freedom, I would feel really excited, <laughs> you know? And I'll, like, that's how, and, yeah. and then they'll share different revelations. And so just kind of, and I'm seeing that also work. Like Molly is saying, just seeing like that, he they're hungry for God they're asking me questions about like why is this happening why did God do this what is this story why is what's going on here um or even asking me questions like different questions about praying for stuff or different things that they're seeing in there it's I feel like it's correlated to like how hungry Larry and I for the things Mm -hmm. of God and how much we're like excited to go to church and excited to be a part of community and excited to be in life group and excited to do discipleship groups, like decided to like excited to live on mission, excited to do this stuff and have like, um, 
not like, okay, get ready. We're going, you know, just like having like our posture hearts. They're like noticing. And I'm seeing that God is working in that and making him really curious for the things of God, which is fun and Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, that's good. As I as I go back into my mind and think of my you know my little boys, but you guys, I just remember um, once two being intimidated by that. Like, how do how do I get enough Bible stories in them? Yeah. How do we yeah. you know? And and everything I present them, I want to make sure that it's got Jesus at some element, <laughs> somewhere, somehow. You know, it's all tied to Jesus. But I do as it boils down to it. As I think about it, as you're talking, I'm thinking Jesus is your best friend. Yeah. And I remember that with you guys that Jesus was just yeah. a part of our life. He was just our best friend. And what is super cool about that with little kids is that they don't have to. They, their their little minds are are basically blank, and whatever we write yeah. on them they get and so to have an imaginary best friend cool yeah you know it's not like this is hard it's hard to you know I'm going to talk to somebody and get their answer because I can't hear from them no teach them to hear what God has to say you know teach them what you know God's voice sounds like and so I remember that even with um with you guys just having to well and we were just saying this I think it was last night or in the car together Mal and I were the we literally create the reality and that's like a big burden, but also so cool at the same time. And like, great. We create everything that they love and that's real to them. And so I even just like bash, he has a different language than like him and true have a similar language because they both of their parents love God. But like to him, like we call at our church, we call our small group circles and there's no questions asked like, oh, mom's going to circle. Oh, where's dad? Dad's at circle, you know, or, oh, mom's at prayer night, you know, or, oh, on Tuesdays we go to prayer night. You know, he, they just, they go to worship, you know, mm-hmm. they, they spend time with God, time with Jesus, you know, TWJ, like their world is because we are creating like realities of the kingdom. And so even just like saying to Bash, well, did you ask God? And he might be like, well, I don't even know how to do that. But then he's being asked the question, well, did you ask God? It's, you yeah, know? it's the it's, beginning. It's the beginning. Like, yeah. It's setting the reality for them. We had a, a moment a couple of weeks ago. It was just one. Maybe it happened like three times, but it was like 7.30, and Truett probably woke up at 7, and he woke up, got dressed, spent time with God, and came in our room, and was like, Mom, I woke up at 7. I'm dressed. I spent time with God. God told me today to obey you and obey dad and and take care of my sisters. And you're like, you're right. He yeah, did yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. I confirm that's that word. I was still in bed. Like I was not, I was not awake. I had not gotten up. I had not spent time with God. And Larry and I were laughing. Larry was dressed and ready and had spent time with God. And we were laughing and we were like, we didn't like tell him. We didn't right. say like, hey, wake up, like get dressed, spend time with God. Eventually in our day, we tell him that, but this time we hadn't told him that. He just had seen it happen so many times right. and we had created this reality for him. Like that's this what, we, what do. we do. We wake yeah. up, we get dressed, we meet with God and then we go throughout our day and he just did it himself. And we yeah. were there and I kind of like gave each other like a fist bump. We're like, I don't know what happened there, but do that we was get credit for awesome. that? Yeah. <laughs> well, so then to just to take that, the reality that you've built and now transition it to how is society making it harder to raise boys I mean, and how, how have you seen that played out? And I understand your kids have not been introduced much to society. They're still in their little Christian yeah. school and they're in their homeschooled and they're in their little church world and they go to your small groups and your circles. And so they get exposed to it a lot. But what are you even seeing when it comes to maybe technology or the commercials oh. on the games of the football, you know, or the movies that they're being, I mean, like we've, 
Like I didn't, I remember when you guys were little and being concerned about Pocahontas, Pocahontas I mean, because the willow grandma who I Spiritual. love now, I'm like, are you kidding me? The willow grandma tree and me, we're, we are one. But back then, you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, magical and scary, whatever. It was so dumb. But anyway, what are you guys seeing in society that that's well, making it hard to raise yeah. men, mighty men of God, I mean, leaders of homes? We bash the other day said shut up to me in the car and we don't Which know Which is hard because shut up yeah, could, it mean, mean, like, shut it could up. mean all kinds like, of there's things. There's like twelve different yeah. meanings to shut up. Mom now. and dad were I told mom and dad they were coming to his defense and they were like, Well, you know in Prince's diaries it means like <laughs> shut up, gee whiz, golly wally and I was <laughs> like, so No cool. guys, he straight up told me to shut up. <laughs> Stop talking Stop in a rude way. Your grandson. But I he like I asked him and it shocked me and I just was like, Buddy do you know what that means? Where did you hear that? And it was so crazy. He was eating like a little snack bag of popcorn and he covered his face with it and he did not want to engage or have a conversation. And I, Damien was like, well, how are you acting? <laughs> I was like, I was calm. Convicting, I condemning, yeah, judgmental. I, I promised. I was like, and I told Bash, I was like, buddy, I'm not mad at you. You're not going to get in trouble. I just am really curious about where you heard that and like what you think it even means. And he just like the shame and guilt immediately took over. Mm-hmm. And he d- like, like literally, and it was so cool because afterwards we actually got to talk about Adam and Eve and we had just read that story about how they covered their bodies and he didn't understand that aspect of the story, but now he did. And when we, when I finally pulled it all out of him, he said, I thought it was cool. I think it's cool. And I don't know where he heard it, although multiple times the rest of that week, Damien and I both caught ourselves saying shut up. Not to like each other, but just like like in a funny way. like Or we were repeating a story. Um, but so that alone is Wait, just Wait, you have like, to tell the story about what Sebastian said to Damien. Oh, well, well, like Madeline and I both do this, but we, like if, if they are not life-giving with their words or say a bad word, which that's Bash's first bad word he's ever said, we wash their mouths out with this essential oil called it's like a disinfectant like oil, but oil. it's good. It's People like are going to come for us. It's safe. It cleans their mouth, but it boosts their But also, it'd be like the same as washing it out with soap. You know, like we, we want life-giving words in our mouth. We so want to clean wash it out. Yeah, it kind of burns their tongue. Yeah, it's not great. It's like a little stink. But it also keeps them from being sick. So yeah. it's double bonus. But we told Bash that would be his consequence if we heard him say it or if another adult told us he said it. And that has happened to him maybe two other times when he hasn't been life-giving. And so Damien was telling me a story when we were getting Bash ready for bed and said the word shut up. And I was like, babe. And Bash goes, mom, are you going to wash dad's mouth out with these? And I go, I don't know, babe, am I? And he goes, I don't know, are you? (laughs) We were all three of us were trying to figure out the best situation. Okay, we're adults. Do we have to live by the way? Dad finally was like, buddy, dad, mom and I will talk about this after you go to bed. Thank you. He was, it was so cool because he was like, thank you for like keeping me accountable. Um, But all that to say is like Bash, he finally got to the point and I couldn't even be mad at him. He was like, I thought it was cool. And so I just think, and like we just, this is another example is I got um, like Beyond Yoga is a brand and they sell workout clothes and I got a pamphlet in the mail and Bash is such a little collector. He loves to collect newspapers and cut them out and like paper. He loves paper. He's a little organizer. So all of our excess mail, he always wants it to keep and that, but those girls were like in bras and 
leggings. And I said, so basically naked. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you can't have that one because you know, it's not, we, we're not going to look at that with our eyes and I don't wear this brand. So we're going to put it in the trash. And it, I, I found it in his room. And so, and it wasn't about the girls. It was because he wanted, like, it was a trifolded paper and he thought that the trifold, and he told me, I want to fold it up. But I just said to him, I was like, buddy, that the heart of that in your room is inviting something that we don't do in our house. And I told Damien about it and Damien talked to him. And so even just stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, you've got, he's four. He's four. And you've got to be on the yes. front lines and of that. And they're so sensitive to it. I mean, and like, we, even if we watch Do Perfect on YouTube, there's ads that I'm like, and the, Truett and Bash are both so good at it. They turn away. They're like, oh, can we watch now? Can we watch now? And so I think it's just what feels like how it's harder is you're constantly on alert to correct and wash the world to the kingdom because there's no way to for them not to be exposed. It's going to happen. And it's yeah. a catch-22 because you can't say, no, you can't have this because as soon as you say no, then the enemy gets a foothold a in dis- yeah, be- like, because then it's like, wait a minute, I'm a man. I can. You're a woman. You're telling right. me no. I, you know, yeah. and, it's, and so it's a catch-22. You've got to basically win them over. Right. This is this is how this we is, think and this yeah, is this why is, we do. This is why you don't want this. Right. this yeah. uh, and that's hard at four and five because then you're using so many words as a female. Email and the male is like, stop talking. Bash is a little easier because he's super um, visual like me. Like I'm visual too. So for instance, he has bad dreams and a lot of times he can pinpoint them to something yeah. he's seen prior to that. And a lot of times it's from a movie or a commercial. So now he's very quick when we're like, look away. Because even football, I mean, football has. And so I just, I think for me, it's like, I, it's not I constantly constantly feel on edge because God put him in our family in this time, in this place to be the man that he's going to be. So I trust God's timing in that, but it's more just like, oh my gosh, every, like every, everything that's on where the tickets on and I'm like, turn it down. They're talking about something that he can't hear, or we're watching a new Disney movie and they have a relationship that we don't agree with. Right. And it just got, got pushed in there or, right. so you're just constantly having to have like Well, and it's a catch 22 because do you, I mean, you, and you have to decide and the Holy Spirit has to tell you for your child, is this the time I'm going to expose my child to this? And how are we going to do that? Or am I going to completely protect them from it and not (laughs) expose them right now? And you have to decide and and you have to figure out, okay, now's the time. What are we going to say? How are we, what's, what, how are we going to come down? Where, where, where where's the Bible on this? Where's there, where is there a judgmental statement that we are not going to do this or a hard line in the sand? And then where is it that this is what this society says, but this is what we say. We do. Yeah. yeah. And we love people anyways. And And we love people no matter what their choice. It's like so much. much. Um, I would say, honestly, it feels pretty intimidating, like to be a like a mom to a boy, Um, and a girl, anyone really, (laughs) to be a mom in this time. (laughs) Um, But mainly, I guess the the spiritual, silly answer, but true, is just to pray. And I feel like every like pray and to instill character Mm -hmm. over like um, instruction. And so talking about like what is purity of the things that we see or the things that we hear or the things that we talk about, what is integrity? How do we do the right thing when no one's looking? What is honor? How do we use our hands and our eyes to honor our siblings and our, and the people around us? What is, you know, what is, what is truth? What is lying? What is obedience? Like what are these different character things that we can instill in them and then just pray a lot. Like I feel like I just every day I'm just like, even like, 
shows and like god protect them from that and please protect their dreams or god protect their mind and whatever and then i would say the third place is creating as safe an environment as possible when they are exposed yeah to like the bad dreams and like that's like true it's the same way he wakes up and he'll tell me mom i had a bad dream or mom i'm having scary thoughts and just instead of being like just go to bed seen this or mom i've heard this yes you know what's the what's the deal with the word shut up you know yeah or mom someone told me not to tell you this they tell me all the time mom someone told me not to tell you this (laughs) (laughs) and so or whatever whatever it was or mom you know whatever and just so just like creating a place where you they want to talk to you Mm mm-hmm when they do, when they are exposed to something that feels uncomfortable, it doesn't have to be like straight up sin. It can be like just things that make them feel off that you're the person that they want to talk to. So praying, instilling character and being a safe place. Yeah. I love that. And just a super practical on that, on the front end of the super practical on the, if, if someone tells your child, don't tell your parents this, then on the front end, you go ahead and train your children right now. That's the first, I'm the first person you want to tell that to. That's a, that's a red flag that those person does not want what's best for you. And so you, you come tell me right away because I'm your helper. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm, and so that's good. Okay. It's time for us to wrap this podcast up. We could talk for hours. Is there anything else that you guys want to share about the the joys and the delights of raising a mighty man of God? I would just say just to view it that way. I was talking to mom about this on the way, Drive to Arkansas. Yes, just share like, that. I mean, I I hope I get to have a girl. I might not. Who knows? And if I get to only ever have boys, my thought process in the last year has shifted. And that it's like an honor to raise mighty men of God. And it's an honor to raise mighty women of God, too. But, it, but as a female, yeah. to, because of a woman, we get a woman. Right. But to raise a male. Right. And to raise a male that will grow up and get married and honor his wife in a way that's godly and lead his family in a way that's godly and like choose godly things over the world, you know, like that, that is foreign. And I, in my experience in my current life, I believe there's less of that than godly women. And so, but now in any moment where it's hard with Sebastian or I feel unequipped or, you know, just, I feel less than or frustrated. I'm like, Oh, I have a vision. This is an honor. You know, this is an honor. And the, the, benefit or the long-term fruit you know that's what we now i'm saying we get to contend and pray for but i mean god has asked us to pray like it's going to come to pass and so that's how i ask god for their life and so i think for me it's just like if you're feeling you're struggling on being a boy mom in any capacity whether you have one or ten ask god for a vision you know and Mm -hmm. then that vision will give you the energy and the stamina and the like the revelation to continue to (laughs) wake up every day and do it Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, maybe more practical. I don't even know if this is answering the question. But mainly I would just say snuggle them and kiss them yeah. and like wrestle them and yeah. hold them because it's like like even Truett and Bash, they're four and five and they are big and mm-hmm. they're like t- almost taller than us and they're like just getting bigger and taller and Truett wears a size 11 in kids' shoes and you're just like – like, wait a minute, I thought you were like a two-year-old baby, but and now you're a kid, boy, and yeah. then you look up at mom's kids, and they're towering over her. Her boys are humongous, you know, and they're huge, almost 200 pounds, you know? And so just any chance that you get to just like, I mean, and, and they just light up, you know, and even if they try and get away from mom. Yeah, mom, dude, mom, you've got you know? wipes my yeah. kids off, yeah. and I'm like, you put and that yeah, Like, you just <laughs> snuggle them, and you just hold them close. Like, almost every time I see Trey, I just like look at him, and, and I say, come here. Come here. And I whisper it, come here, come here. And he comes here and I, and I say, Mwah! and give him a good kick. He just took out his cheek and he like kind of gets embarrassed. Anyway, so just as a mom, like it just so, I don't know, it's just different with your little boys yeah. and you get to snuggle them and hold them and kiss them and be that first 
interaction of like touch and love and affection it just like wells up something in you and them anyway and they're just it's just weird because they'll always be your little boy even if they're true always reminds me he says i'll always be your little boy even if i'm way bigger than you (laughs) and it's true they will so just like snuggle them that's all i would say which is funny for me because i actually don't like snuggling you're not at all but i love i just feel like it's so valuable for the moms and the little boys Oh, girls, so good. We could talk forever. We could cry. We could laugh. We could do all the things, but we're going to wrap this up. And so um, all you crazy cool families, parents out there, we invite you to email us um, with any topics that you want to discuss. I think this was actually one of the topics that somebody, a question that someone sent in. And then I just, I just want you to know that we're, we're praying for you. We're praying that you have a supernatural bond with your, Mm -hmm. with your sons and that you'll have a discipleship relationship like Jesus did with his mom, Mary, you know, as he was literally hanging on a cross, he turns, someone take care of my mom. (laughs) No, you, John, you take care of my mom. You take care of her. And so it's, it's, that's the the precursor to I'll buy you a house. (laughs) (laughs) Cares about Joseph, but Mary, I got you. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So we love you guys. Go be crazy. Crazy cool family.com.